All right. want to say hello and welcome to everybody out there. This is Amateur Radio Roundtable. I'm Tom, W5KUB. This show is about ham radio. Ham radio, shortwave listening, electronics. We kind of mix it all up there. So if you're out there as a shortwave listener tonight, we really appreciate you being with us tonight. We're, we're glad you're with us. That's how many of us got started in ham radio by shortwave listening uh, many, many years ago. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun hobby. If you're out there listening on WBCQ on 7490, hey, send us an email and let us know where you are and how you're hearing the shortwave station tonight. Uh, our email address is our email address is tom at w5kub.com. Tom at w5kub.com, and we'd love to hear from you. Also, if you will, guys, uh, hit our subscribe button. I put a little, here's a little note right there. Look at that. See that little button right there? I want you to press that subscribe button. That really helps us out to, uh, to uh, get, you know, new viewers, and it helps, uh, it helps YouTube to, uh, you know, promote our channel. So uh, please, uh, please do that. We'd like to invite you to our ham radio group. We have a ham radio group of almost 13,000 people now. Uh, and it's, it, it follows the show, it follows a lot of the projects we're doing, or it, it, it's just a ham radio site. You, it, it covers us whatever you want to cover in ham radio. Uh, if you have questions, uh, there's a lot of great people in here that can help you out if you've got a problem with something. So uh, please uh, just do a search on Facebook for W5KUB, and uh, we will uh, uh, approve you as soon as you hit the join button. And... Um, just join that Facebook group. We'd love to, love to have you there. You know, hey, many people may not know it, but this show is in a lot of places. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. Uh, we're on shortwave. And we're also carried by nearly every podcast carrier, uh, you know, out there. I had a picture here somewhere of my podcast carriers. Here we go. We're, we're carried on iTunes and Google Play, iNet Radio, all the guys that are carrying us every week. More and more people are picking the show up. And we believe it or not, we have a lot of people that listen to and or download the program every week. Uh, we've, get it, we've got almost as many people listening to the show on this, this uh, podcast here as we do that watch it on, uh, on YouTube. So uh, please, uh, please uh, join us. And we've got multiple ways. There you go, WBCQ 7490. That's our new antenna and our hard line that goes out there. It's always cold up there. I bet they don't have any snow though right now. Anyway, okay, so that's kind of the deal. Hey, well, hey, I'm going to have to do some packing tonight after the show. And uh, this is our yearly ham radio adventure. Uh, I call it... Uh, I don't know. At work, it was a guy's thing. I had to deal with my boss, you know, that, hey, I've been doing this for 40 years, going to Dayton for 40 years, and nothing was going to get in the way. He said, you know, don't let anything ever get in the way of that. That's your guy trip. Just do it. So this is our guy trip. We're going to have a lot of fun up there. There's going to be girls there, too, I'm sure. Nothing against them. Uh, And uh, we're just going to have fun. So. I should be packing tonight. I'm not going to do it. The show is kind of takes priority tonight, so we're going to just try to get through the show tonight. 
What I'd like to do tonight, I would love to talk about hamvention experiences from you guys. And I'm going to open in a few minutes, I'm going to open the phone lines in addition to Zoom. We'll open Zoom up, but we're going to also open the, the phone lines up. And I'd love for you guys to call in and let's talk about hamvention. Anything you want to, you know, exploding sewers, uh, tents inside the building, uh, uh, you know, I've got some stories. I want to hear from you, and uh, I know a lot of you have a face for radio, and you don't like calling in on Zoom. So if you got a face for radio, that's okay. I'll open the phone lines there. Uh, well, let's see. All right. So I'm getting out of here tomorrow. Here's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to do that. We're going to talk about hamvention experiences. And also, I'm going to try, we're going to try to make a few HF contacts tonight on my remote base. I'm going to be taking the remote base with us in the truck tomorrow as we drive the 535 miles. And I'd like you guys to, to try to talk to us, you know, on HF. Now, that's the remote base, so the, the, the rig will be here uh, in Carrierville, and it'll be out there on the outside antenna. Uh, no mobile antenna, but uh, we will be mobile. And uh, we're going to play with the remote base here in a few minutes. So, uh, fire up your rigs, fire up your amplifiers, uh, you know, get ready. So when we do that, uh, you're going to be on a show. You're going to be on the show uh, coming in uh, uh, through my remote base here. Maybe we'll have a contest to see who had the loudest signal. Yeah. And I could try different bands. You know, maybe we try 40 and 20. We'll try different bands. I can even do 80, you know. All right. So that's kind of where we are right now. Uh, uh, it's going to be late for us getting out tomorrow. We've got some uh, things that are uh, delaying us from leaving. Uh, we've got friends who have uh, grandkids graduating from school, and they've got to be there at 10 o'clock in the morning. So that means we've got to wait for them, and then we will probably get out of here about noontime. That will probably put us in Dayton about midnight tomorrow night. So uh, that's kind of the plan for now. Let's go out to our, our uh, other uh, co-host there tonight and see what is going on. I see Glenn's up there right now. Glenn and some big furry ball of something's there. How you doing, Glenn? Uh, I'm doing good. Yeah, they're uh, they're getting excited too. Uh, both of the demons, uh, they are going to a cat show, the first cat show in two years. Uh, we're going to be going to Huntsville in June, and they're getting geared up working and excited to go they think this packing this week is for them they're going to be sadly disappointed well you know if if you take them to dayton we would put a camera on them and let them just walk around out there you know <laughs> you know they uh, we've seen the chicken cam i think there was a chicken cam out there one year and there was a goat cam out there one year well there's a gentleman that has a bengal cat out there in the flea market area that i've seen every year since i've been going in 2014 so for you know almost eight nine ten years now that bengal has been out with him just sitting there in oh, the back man. of his truck uh, i i've missed that i don't want to get too close to that oh no bengal's just a house cat they're just oh, oh a, is it i thought that, i thought that was one of those animals that weighed about 120 pounds no, and had no, stripes no, no, no. had stripes they're, on they're them and big, all that. hefty cats but they're very friendly very playful okay cats. all right and he's had that cat, like I say, every year I go out there, I see it. All right. But, okay. 
Let's uh, let's jump over to Bill. I know Bill is busy. Let's uh, and he's got work to do tonight, but uh, he's with us. How you doing, Bill? Oh, I'm uh, putting solar panels on the two tractors that we're going to fly at the Dayton Hamvention. Uh, we've got the W8BI-11 and W8BI-12 on APRS, and uh, we'll be flying those. Uh, right after the balloon sat forum, which is uh, 11.05 to 12.15, I think, uh, on Friday. Uh, I believe it's forum room three, which is a big room. So uh, come one, come all. It'll, Tom will be one of our speakers. And uh, so we're going to have a nice lineup of speakers. We've got uh, Hans uh, Summers, uh, G0UPL will be just describing his new uh, whisper board that uh, does whisper JT9, Hellschreiber, and Morse code. And uh, it's a little tiny board that uh, about the same size of the board that you've been flying uh, with that uh, ICT board. Yeah. Uh, and he just came out with that product from QRP Labs. So we'll be, uh, yeah, Hans will be uh, giving a little talk on that. And then uh, Tom We'll be talking about his uh, balloon adventures, both around the world and uh, up and down here uh, to the stratosphere. And then hey. uh, we'll have uh, Jack McElroy, uh, KM4ZIA. He'll be discussing uh, how youth uh, can get uh, excited about STEM fields through uh, flying and balloons. So it'll be a fun time and then right afterwards uh, we're going to launch two balloons and uh tom uh, may be able to fly hit one of his whisper balloons to cooperate although uh, i believe you said the winds are about 20 knots which well is no I, hey i'm seeing now i'm seeing 30 miles per hour well that's a calm day for days yeah it so. is it is now <laughs> now hey just quickly i in i got my hamvention hat on Okay. Hey, uh, now the call, give me the calls again. I, th I thought I put in, I need to look and see what I, you know, I put a tracking page on my website where we could track all three, uh, you know, from the same link on my page. But uh, I thought I put W8, I thought it was a C instead of a B. Uh, it's uh, Whiskey 8 Bravo Italy, which is the uh, Dara club call. And it's Dash 11 and Dash 12. There'll be two of them. Okay, so it's the, the Bravo Bravo, India, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all right, I'll check and make sure that's done. All right, so I'm working with some locals up there to for the launch site for our, our balloon. We're going to try to launch from about 30 feet altitude. We're, we're not going to launch from the ground. We're going to launch up high. And I'm, I'm thinking if we start off at 30 feet, we might be at 35 feet by the time we get to the power lines down there, you know? So, well, unless you hit a downdraft. Yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, and uh, so that's our plan. I've got people up here right now working on our launch pad uh, so we can launch from, from not ground level. So we're going to see how that works out. We may have to launch two or three times, and as long as the tracker doesn't get damaged or we get a hole in the balloon, uh, we'll uh, we'll try again, you know. And, uh, well, we'll be uh, yeah. probably out near the food court somewhere or over just uh, east of that area where we did the the last time where the RVs are parked right as you enter the uh, flea outdoor flea market. 
Yeah. That seemed like a nice open area, so we might uh, launch out there. So we'll just look at it and look at the winds. So it'll be probably around uh, 12, 30, 1 o'clock. All right. I'm going to be at Dayton on Friday. My uh, my nephew, uh, Matthew, is uh, graduating from uh, Lebanon, Ohio. Um, and so we're going to have a, a graduation ceremony on on um, Saturday in Dayton and then also uh, on Sunday. So I, I won't be able to make the hamvention on Saturday and Sunday. All right. Well, I just with these people scheduling graduations on Dayton weekend. I mean, that's just not legal. It's not right. But I'm sitting here thinking I'm going to be in Huntsville on field day weekend at a cat show. So who am I to call? (laughs) Well, you better uh, better uh, figure out a way of stringing an antenna between the two cats. Yeah, (laughs) actually, I'll be staying virtually across the street from uh, your. you're set up there at the uh, Space Center. Uh, the uh, Marriott. What is, is that, K4 BFT? Yeah, uh, K4 Big Fat Turkey. Yeah, anyway, I remember him. He was back in Packet Radio way back when. That's the Huntsville Amateur Radio Club's uh, field day site right uh, yeah. right next to Space Camp out in the open field. And uh, so come on out. They've got a good uh, cookout and seven usually have seven stations up. Yeah, I'll probably sneak out when I get there on Sat. You know, when I get back Saturday evening, they'll be going full full steam ahead. All right. Hey, uh, Mark in the chat room says he suggests using the track for the launch. Now, that track has light poles all around it, all around the uh, uh, the track, so that could be an issue. Plus, it depends on which way the wind's blowing to line up with the track. You know, we're gonna have to. We'll check this thing out. We'll we'll figure it out there. Oh, we'll this figure it out. Get you a good trampoline. Yeah, and just jump a few times until we jump just keep going higher and higher, and then let it go, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we might might even try that. But we we've, we've got a secret plan. Uh, we got I don't know if Mark uh, P is in the chat room or not, but uh, I'm working with Mark P. He's getting some uh, equipment material together for our launch pad, and uh, we think we can launch from at least 30 foot in the air and uh maybe you know if if no downdrafts maybe we can make it you know all right so hey hey just real quick that's going to be rough yeah just real quick hey a couple things a friend of mine uh overseas john lanigan he uh he has a lot of facebook groups yeah, one of them is very popular it's uh uh about infed antennas very popular group there but He's starting another group up. There used to be a magazine called Take 20. Take 20 was a, uh, and they finally discontinued the magazine, but I think uh, John is going to start it back up. He's working on it. And the Take 20 magazine basically was uh, uh, projects that you can build with that had less than 20 parts and cost less than 20 shillings. Now, I don't know what a shilling. What's a shilling, guys? Somebody in the chat room, look up a shilling. This is be a UK shilling, uh, and tell me uh, what that is. I'm, I'm. I looked a shilling up a while ago, and it was uh, 17 cents. But this is that's not right. Uh, I think that was for Aruba or somewhere. Who knows where it was? In my listing, I couldn't find the UK or England. They they weren't in the listing. I saw euros. So. 
is it, hey, is the UK, they're not using euros, are they? Anybody yes. know? Well, they just jumped off of that euro standard. Yeah, yeah, they're still using shillings there. So, hey, this, pro, this project, he's going to ramp it back up. Uh, projects, they have less than 20 parts for under 20 shillings. It's about a quarter. Okay, so, well, that wasn't too far off. So, hey, that would be, that'd be, what, $5? 20 shillings is $5. So, electronic project, 20 parts or less for under 5 bucks. And anyway, you can, uh, you can check it that website out and join it if you like. It's called Take 20. He's just starting it up, Take 20. Uh, also, just one other announcement. Uh, John Hudson from SDR Play uh, contacted me uh, this week and just wanted to know if we were going to be webcasting up there, and he wanted to get by. And I gave him the news that we're not going to uh, stream live this year. But uh, he uh, he they've got some new information. I think maybe some new uh, product or some 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 new uh, uh, things that are coming out. Uh, John and no, Steve K. I5ENW will be there at the uh, with the SDR Play uh, booth there. So y'all get by and uh, check out the, the SDR Play booth there and see what their new uh, announcements uh, are. All right. So hey, Glenn, what do you, yeah. did you ever finish up that QRP radio? What what have you been working on lately? Oh, I've been busting my butt getting stuff ready for the new book and. Uh, Got this here. Get it powered up. And what we have done is we have taken our little QRP radio. This is a 40-meter CW transceiver. Given it a... Let it finish booting here. Oh. Doesn't like the power connectors, but it given it um, a new TFT display and just all the cool stuff. Let's see, yeah, you can. It, oh yeah, the lighting's screwing up the display. So, but uh, it's got all the features now. You know, RIT built-in keyer, the whole nine yards with a, a color TFT display now. So we got that all built. It's ready to be photographed and done up for the book and then over here we've got the brand new lightning detector all right and now what, what what's that what's that thing sticking up off of it that is the little antenna i spaced off it'll just do it this way yeah i spaced off the uh, the lightning sensor yeah. i think you'll even be able to read the uh, yeah the screen with this but, uh, you know, you've got a lot of RF noise happening right here. Oh, okay. So I, you know, spaced it out here to give it a little bit of, little bit of space. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that's what, that's what we got. That's all built and ready. All finished up. It even has an antenna disconnect on it now. So when it senses lightning, it will disconnect the antennas or trigger a relay that you can use to disconnect antennas. And then um, if it hasn't detected lightning for an hour, it'll reconnect the antennas automatically. All right. So, so, so we've updated all of the projects in the book. Basically, what I'm doing, I'm taking the best projects from the first 
three book from the first three books and upgrading them and adding all of the features that I said that you could do and I'm doing it myself and adding in all of those features and we're that's what's going to be in this next book that we're hoping to have out in time for Dayton next year. Okay. Well, that's cool. I was trying to look up uh answer a question here. Well, hey, um, you're going to be busy with ARL. You're not going to take any of these projects up there, right? No, no. I'm, okay, you, you're you just going to be go signing the book. Security. Yeah, here, I'm going to go through security with this. You know, yeah. like they're saying in the chat room, a Borg cube. Yeah, well. I'm going to go through security with this. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll be in handcuffs and... Yeah, you know, yeah. I, you know what? You might not make it to Dayton if you. I wouldn't try to make carry it through that. security. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I do have to tell you this: I have found a unique new way to finance my ham fest, and you need to look into doing this for next year. What is that? I stopped to the store and I got me one of these. Oh yeah. And, well, hey. And, and it says that I can win up to four thousand dollars. Well, there you go. There's my ham fest budget right there. Well, let me tell you, one of my favorite songs, one of my favorite songs is, I think it's uh, When It Rains, It Pours. I don't know if you've heard <laughs> this or not, but the guy, his wife leaves him, you know, and he's drunk, and and then his day turns around, and he's got just a perfect life ever since then. He takes a scratch off just like that, and he wins 100 bucks. <laughs> so I was just thinking the same thing today. I was looking at a picture of the W5 KUB uh, truck going up there with a, a gas nozzle in the side of it. And I'm thinking, okay, man, it's going to cost 100 bucks to fill this sucker up each time. Yeah. So I'm going to have to find me a, a scratch-off ticket, too, there. <laughs> oh, Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, I'd be happy winning five bucks, you know, yeah. much less 100. But, you know, I'm, I got really lucky this year. Um you know, I was going to have to drive alone, and that's a 10-hour trip for me. And I was just like, you know, not this year. And so I decided back right after Orlando in February that I was going to fly to Dayton and uh, booked me a flight. And like you say, at $100 a fill-up, and I normally have to fill up, you know, maybe two, three times on the way up and, you know, two and a half times on the way home. I mean, call it five tanks of gas. You know that'd be almost four to five hundred dollars worth of yeah. gas, and my ticket costs less than that. Oh yeah, yeah. So I got real lucky by doing it this way. All right. Hey, uh, I was reading John's email to me from SDR Play, and he said uh, they're going to be in Building Three. I don't have the booth number, but someone was asking where, what booth. So just go in Building Three. It's not that large. You should be able to just walk around, and you'll you'll find them there. And uh, you'll, Steve will be manning the the SDR play booth there with his calls KI five E N W. That's Steve in Building Three. All right, so I don't know about you guys. Got these jobs all the time. I mean, you know, I, you're running late. You don't have time to do all this stuff before Dayton. Uh, right now, Bill is. Trying to get some trackers glued together and some panels I mean, on. I thought I was bad. Here he is, you know, the Tuesday night before he's leaving on Thursday, and he's building up two trackers, and I'm sitting here complaining about having to do laundry and 
bust my tail and, and go to work tomorrow and, you know, try to get everything arranged and packed and loaded yeah. you know, for my trip. Well, that, hey, Bill, Bill sent me a note, a really nice note last night. It says, hey, I'm running behind on everything. Can you pressure test two balloons uh, and get them ready for us? Uh, okay. Well, so I, I stayed up a little late last night, and I pressurized two balloons up way past the, uh, the pressure that we need in the atmosphere up there. But uh, I told him, I said, Bill, it takes, it takes overnight to get the air out. I can get the air in pretty fast, but, man, to get all that air out of those balloons, it, it, it took overnight with, with, you know, I put some quilts, very soft quilts on top to try to give it a little pressure, you know. And by this morning, I squeezed all the last little air out. So we don't want any air in those balloons, but uh, we got them. And uh, um, I don't know if I, I, I hope I don't forget anything. I guess if I forget it, we'll either do without it or we'll buy it up there. You know? That's kind of the way I am right now. Yeah. And uh, interesting thing, while we're talking about Dayton, before we get in, in further, I uh, just want to know, I, I saw the, uh, got this month's CQ magazine and took it to work to read on my lunch break today. And ICOM, or I saw it on a feed somewhere, maybe it's a Facebook feed. ICOM is announcing a new radio of some description at Dayton. Oh, really? And I don't know what kind of radio it is, but... We're going to have to go check out the new rig from ICOM. Yeah, well, ICOM are just uh, skipping a jump in in the same building we're in. So right. uh, I'll get I'll get to maybe check that out and see what uh, what it is. Yeah, hey, going to have to check that out. But, yeah, just, you know, everybody go and, you know, be sure to check out ICOM because they got, like, they got a new toy. Yeah. And when you know how we love new toys. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I still have, and I posted it on Facebook, I still have one ticket, one vendor ticket. If somebody needs it, contact me. I won't be able to pick it up till I get there tomorrow, but or Thursday morning. But I've got a ticket that I'm not using. So if anybody's interested in going, let me know if you need that ticket. All right. All right, hey, Bill, you got anything going or you're still gluing right now? Let's see if Bill comes back. Right now, he's gluing. Uh, he's busy. He's, hey, he's what? Share your screen real quick, and what? I can show you okay. some of the pictures I've got here. Okay. Oh, okay. Let me turn the share on. All right. I should do it. Yeah, we can show this real quick. Since you can't see it on the screen, how's that? Yeah, I see it. Yeah, that is the new lightning uh, detector screen. Oh, okay. And, you know, it shows it's got all the little status information, the parameters that you set here at the bottom. And then... Uh, um, the main display, and that will go yellow if it's just a, a high noise or a non-lightning event. And it also has a bypass switch so that you can keep the antenna connected if you really want to. And it, again, will turn the screen yellow, but still track the, the lightning events. Now, I don't think you've got this in there, but maybe this is a feature. 
<clears throat> you can add to it. And of course, I'll take a a small royalty for this idea. A small idea. royalty, yeah. A small royalty for this idea. But if that thing's connected to your antenna and you're operating, you don't want it just disconnecting your antenna while you're operating. You need to send right. a, a warning tone, you know, beep, 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 or something. Well, you've got a relay contact, so you could easily add that. Yeah, I guess you could. Okay. Yeah. All right, that ought to be worth. This is, this is what the guts of it looks like, by the way. Yeah. Um, just an Arduino Nano, the detector, the relay, and it all fits inside one of those cute little boxes. Yeah. Okay. Well, other. Oh, there's the the building process of it. So we've got people in the chat room right now already saying that they they need that lightning protector. So. And there's there's the. the bottom side construction on how I actually wire it. That's using all that 30-gauge wire. Yeah. I need to talk to you about all those spools of 30-gauge wire you talked about last week. Yeah, I've got some here. But, uh, all right. That That's, you know, there's the, the finished assembly there. And it works with either the SparkFun or the generic uh, Chinese lightning detector module. Okay, and it'll pick lightning up about how far away? 20-something miles? Uh, 40 kilometers, which is right at... 24 miles? 24 miles. Yeah, something like that. Isn't it 0.6 times a kilometer? Yeah. 0.62 so, or something like that, I think. 24 miles, and it tells you how far away the lightning is and uh, how strong it is. The strength is just a, a relative number that it's yeah. got. And I converted that into a scale from 1 to 100. So it, it actually would tell you how strong the lightning events are as well. Okay. And, I, you know, I, with the storms we had this past weekend, I had just finished it. And it was in here just triggering away the whole weekend. So that's all finished. It's ready for the book. So that's two book projects. I've got a third on the workbench right now so we're rolling right through the goal is to have about 20 of the older projects all updated and then about five or six brand new ones yeah and that'll be for, for the new book and the target is to have it in awro's hands around christmas which means you know three four months worth of editing and prep and uh, printing and hopefully we can have it out in time for dayton next year well, all right we're looking forward to it and we're looking forward to seeing you there yeah i did. We'll have no idea if it's going to rain on us I, I think we'll have a little bit of rain maybe it's one more it's going to rain some i don't think it's yeah. going to be that bad yeah um, maybe, the yeah. good news is um you know the huntsville Hamfest folks sent me an email and i'm going to be doing an all-new arduino forum for them it's not going to be my traditional forums, uh, the title is Arduino, the next generation. And we're going to be leaving the Uno and the Nano and your traditional Arduinos in the dust with this one. All right. So we're going to have some really neat new stuff. Well, that's cool. All right. Well, I think Bill is still working. Bill can jump in here. He's probably listening. He can jump in here whenever he uh, gets a free minute here. So yeah. uh, we're going to open the phone lines in just a minute, and we're going we're to see if we can get some participation here. And uh, uh, I, I want to hear your experiences about ham, hamvention. And then we're going to try some uh, contacts here 
live on the show with the remote base. And uh, I hope you guys out there have got a radio that can reach me. I don't know. Maybe you do. I don't know. Crank that kilowatt up saying, here you You probably won't be able to hear me. My remote base here is only running at 100 watts. All right. Well, hey, we'll be right back in just a minute. Everybody just stick around with us and uh, uh, don't go away. With ICOM, Bill Day is Ham Radio's most popular event, and it's just around the corner. It's June 26th and 27th. More than 40,000 North American hams come together to operate remotely. Contact with nature, contact with friends. With a powerful and high-quality ICOM base station, easily cut through the pileups to get that contesting edge. Our popular IC705 portable, the IC7300, and the IC7610 SDR transceivers are the clear choice for DXers and contesters across the globe. The IC705 is a perfect transceiver for hams who enjoy both the great outdoors and indoors. Our field day. It's a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters, and is weighing in at just under 2 pounds. It has a 4.3 inch touchscreen with a live band scope and a waterfall. It runs 5 watts with a battery, or 10 watts with a 13.8 volt DC power supply, integrated GPS with antenna and GPS logger, and the speaker microphone, the HM243, comes standard. The IC7300 is a high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design that will far exceed your expectations. This innovative HF transceiver digitizes RF before various receiver stages, reducing the generated inherent noise in different IF stages. It has RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large 4.3-inch colored touchscreen, and real-time spectrum scope. The IC7610 is the SDR every ham wants. This high-performance SDR has the ability to pick out faint signals in the presence of stronger adjacent signals. The ICOM IC7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that has changed the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has RF direct sampling, 110 dB RMDR, independent dual receiver, and dual digital select. For more information, visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur. LDG Electronics provides state-of-the-art antenna tuners for every amateur need. From QRP to QRO, fixed stations, portable and remote, an LDG tuner will match your radio to your antenna using our lightning-fast, proprietary tuning algorithms. LDG is a family-owned and operated company dedicated to bringing innovative, quality products to the amateur market. All LDG products carry a full two-year warranty that is fully transferable. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. Visit us on the web at ldgelectronics.com. All right. Hey, got some good news. Maybe it's good news. Um, Joe Eisenberg reported today that Verizon has put a new cell tower right across the street from the uh, fairgrounds right there. And that uh, it's 5G capability and great signal. Now, that's great. I'm on Verizon. Uh, but I still wonder what's going to happen when you get 20,000 people 100 yards from that tower and every one of them have got a phone, man. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, hey, it's got to be better than no tower out there at all. Well, I've just got... 
two words stress test yeah we'll uh, we'll test it there yeah, you know uh the, the cell service at at uh, Hera used to be pretty good for a few years and then man we got attacked by lightning in one year and i think it took a tower out and i don't think they ever rebuilt or replaced that tower and ever since after that you, you know it was, uh, phones were useless up there and uh, it was just about impossible to even make a, a, a phone call, you know. I haven't paid attention, but, you know, the Xenia, my phone seemed to work just fine out there at the fairgrounds. Yeah. But I yeah. I never really paid it. Cause I'm at a ham fest. I'm not paying attention to my darn phone. Yeah. Well. Yeah. If my phone goes off, the world is collapsing. So I'm like, no, I well, you know, it's been uh, uh, something that, of course, we use. And when we when we stream a show, we need the Internet. So this yeah. year, I'm just hoping, I'm just hoping that we can get a good enough signal that we can get, um, you know, our email. Email doesn't take much bandwidth, uh, pretty slow connection. So as long as we can pull our email in and out and maybe do a Facebook picture or something or an update. That's pretty much the uh, way you I know, am. I think we'll, uh, we'll be uh, in good shape there. Um, yeah. So let's see, Bill's back now. Bill's back here. I think he was on a phone call. So, Bill, uh, have you got those trackers finished tonight? Well, I'm uh, working on them. <laughs> That's W8BI11. All right. Got to put the solar panels on uh, here in a minute. So, I've got them over here somewhere. So, I, what I do is. How do you put those up? Do you use some like hot glue? No, this is uh, I use brass tubing yeah. from oh, okay. Albion Metals. I got you. And I support the, uh, I tape the panels. Yeah. I bend over the end, and that's the uh, ground yep. return, and that holds the panel in place. Okay. And then I put Kapton tape on the bottom, and then run two wires for the uh, for the DC for the positive. Yeah. Okay. And these are flexible panels. You can you can abuse them and touch them, and they're not going to uh, break. Uh, they're not as powerful as those monocrystalline cells you use, but see the support rod is actually the ground return so that mounts on the back of my board i've got a, a silver trace on the back of the board where it mounts to and i just solder that on now bill are those panels parallel or you got them in series i'm guessing parallel they're in parallel okay all right they're uh four they're 3.6 volts 75 milliamps each yep and um uh, for full, you know, getting down to about 15 degrees elevation with a flat panel, uh, I need both of them. You know, I tried one of those panels there on the little trucker that I use, and it just it wouldn't work. It wouldn't put off current or something. So. You need two of them. Yeah. That's the reason. Yeah. You can't do it with just one of these. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I parallel them, and I run them through Schottky diodes. You yeah. lose about 0.18 volts through the shot keys, but uh, it keeps them from charging one of the cells if it's shaded or 
if you have a super cap on it. So, yeah. But uh, anyways, I just uh, solder that onto the board, and attach the uh, the B plus wires. B plus. You know, like B plus. That. Yeah. <laughs> That's old school. Yeah. Um, it's not six hundred volts. Yeah. So, well, that's B plus. Hey, guy in a chat room, you need to say congratulations to uh, uh, to Bill. Look how good his internet signal is. He's coming in five nine plus twenty tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, um, the lighting's a little. There, yeah. I'll increase the contrast. I have my uh, overhead light, my uh, my light for uh, soldering my magnifier light. All right, so uh, you driving up on Thursday? Yeah, I'm coming up on Thursday, and okay. uh, well, I'll be I'll... staying in Lebanon, and then driving on in in the morning. Okay. Friday. Well, I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you Friday morning, man. Sometime, just find us out there. You got my phone number. You can call us if we're not there at the booth. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And uh, I'm just uh, remembering some of the stories about Hamvention. Have you gone over any of those stories? No, not yet. Let me let me put the phone number out there, and also let me put the uh, uh, Zoom link out there. Let's just get some people in here. I want to hear some funny stories, man. I'll tell you mine. Y'all probably already heard my story, though, but um, I've had some exciting adventures up there over the years. Uh, let me see. Where's my... I'll start off with the, when they used to hold it in April, the end yeah, of April, yeah. the weather could be anywhere from boiling hot to snow. So uh, my brother was out in the flea market, and of course there's ten or 20,000 people out there, and he, uh, he bet me $20 that it would snow because it was so cold out, and I said, it's as far as I can recall, it's never snowed on the Hamvention, so I'll take that bet. So he went off to one end of the flea market, and I went off to the other. And about 10 minutes later, it started snowing yep. on the flea market. And my brother found me, and all those thousands of people, he <laughs> found me within about five minutes with his hand. I don't know how he did it, man. Once you separated, Hera, once you separated, you didn't see, you, you didn't know if the guy was still living or not, man. Yeah, you know? yeah. You you wouldn't see him again until you got back to the hotel. Yeah, he was motivated. <laughs> yeah, I guess he was. Yeah, yeah. Well, Russ says he he don't even recognize you, Bill, with the good lighting you've got there. Yeah, yeah I mean, we got you can Jeff your, uh, in in three VE joining us here. Let's get him on there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey guys, the phone line is open. Uh, let me put the phone number up here, and that maybe that'll help you. For all you guys, all you guys out there that have a face for radio, this is the number you need to dial right there. Just dial it that, that uh, phone number right there, and and when it answers, you'll you just put in the, the code four zero seven zero five one pound sign. Or whatever you call that thing now. It used to be called a pound when I was growing up, but uh, now I think it's a hashtag or something, right? Yeah, it's, it's now a hashtag. I'm sorry, it's still a pound to me. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, let's get some people on the phone here. And uh, let's see, William. William's, Bill's calling in. Let's get Bill in here. All right, let's, let's get some stories going here. Uh, you know... I tell you, we uh, 
Used to, we would, uh, we would um, uh, caravan up there about five or six cars, you know, we'd take, you know, six, eight people, ten people, you know, would go and we'd get one hotel room. Hey, and back then, you know, 50 years ago, a hotel room was $30, yeah. and you divide that by about ten people, so you get your cost down to like three bucks a person, so that was pretty good. I don't know if anybody remembers the uh, Royal Motel, but... Um, it was on uh, Kiowi Street, I think, and uh, it was a pretty rundown place. I mean, you know, they did have a, they did have a, a, a roof over your head. They had uh, uh, adult movies piped into the rooms, uh, but uh, you know, our room had like a, a a green toilet and maybe a pink sink. And it had a hole burned in the floor where the trash can had been set on fire. Um, some of the guys were even afraid to turn the sheets down and get in bed, so they slept on top of the uh, on top of the cover. And uh, I probably sleep on top of the table in that. Yeah, one. yeah. So that that's one experience we had there. And and uh, you know, uh, uh, saw on the news one night. There one night at Dayton, they reported on the news from the site the more the uh, the Royal Hotel caught on fire, and it was called in by a ham radio operator. Now, can you imagine? There's probably three thousand ham radio operators that are you know staying in there. There are probably three thousand ham radio operators in fifty rooms, but uh, they all run out with their handy talkies and they're all dialing uh, you know nine one one or whatever to. Uh, report the fire so it was called in by a ham radio operator so that was kind of kind of funny i think that's closed i don't think it ever opened again uh, after that um before that uh, that's where i met my friend fast fast eddie you know he knocked on the door and he had a key was trying to get in my door and um i finally let him in because he had a key he was gonna come in anyway and i didn't realize it but my, the, the other two guys with me went and sat down and got really quiet while I was telling Fast Eddie there that, you know, that was my room. So I showed him my key, and he said, no, this is my room. He showed me his key, and uh, I didn't know it, but he had a pistol with him, and uh, I, I didn't see it. But uh, he kept calling the manager on the phone and kept looking out the window, and he kept mentioning there's cops everywhere, cops everywhere, and other other derogatory comments. The manager kept telling him, you got to leave. He said, no, man, there's cops everywhere. So I, I don't know exactly what's going on, but he, he, he apologized to us and told us, he, he says, man, this is our regular room. We come to town. I'm so sorry. And Fast Eddie um, said, um, you know, would you like to come down to our room and break it up? You know, if you guys want to come down, bust up our room, come on down. You know, we're so sorry we we, we, we caused you this problem here. And uh, I think uh, they had a little room with a pool table in it. We were shooting pool in here one night, and uh, or wanting to. And Fast Eddie came in. He ran everybody out that was on the pool table, so we could we could shoot some pool there. So we made uh, uh, a good friend with Fast Eddie. He had a Cadillac. It had the big uh, horns, steer horns on the front of the Cadillac, and a tag on it that said Phillips Petroleum. So I know Fast Eddie worked 50 years ago. Fast Eddie worked for Phillips Petroleum. So that's one of my stories, and uh, I'm sticking to it. We survived it, you know. Oh, let's see. So, uh, what you got a story there, uh, Glenn? Yeah. 
Um, I haven't been going to Dayton as long as you guys have. I started going in like 2014 uh, when I did my first book. I mean, I've heard about Dayton all my life and finally decided it was time to start going. And I kind of wished I'd started years and years ago. But um, the first year when they had to move to Xenia, um, I drove up. And fortunately, when I've got a, an Explorer with two people, uh, you're able to pack a lot of extra things that you don't think you're going to need. And yeah. uh, for whatever reason, I packed me a pair of boots. And, I mean, they come up to the, the middle of my calf. And um, you also know me and Hampest is that I must see every item in the flea market at least once. Yeah. And this was that year that they had the torrential rains. The first year, the whole flea market was nothing but mud. And <laughs> I, I, I saw everything that was there in the flea market to see. But I came by to see you out in the tent, and I literally had mud up to my kneecaps. Well. <laughs> I was just dripping in mud from having to walk through that whole flea market. Now, they fixed that since then. If you, if you didn't make it to Woodstock, you got to yeah, repeat. I, I, I made it at Xenia. You, 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 you got to repeat there what it was like here at Xenia the first year they opened up out at the uh, uh, fairgrounds. So, But I got to uh, see everything. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of people stuck out there. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Somebody told the, me all the uh, little scooters they were riding around on. They yeah, were all the scooters say, were stuck. If you took a scooter out there, you were instantly stuck. You didn't stand a chance. That's right. I wonder if they had to get a tow truck to pull the scooters out. I know they had to get tow trucks to pull a lot of the RVs out. Yeah. But oh, that's man. probably the the most crazy and fun story I've got from Xenia. Now, you want to start talking cat shows? Oh, I got stories that'll blow. No, I, we, we'll pass on the cat away. show tonight, okay? Unless <laughs> unless we just run out of something to talk about, we'll, we run we'll, out of material. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you can get the cats to cough up some parts or something, we'll watch that. <laughs> um, I'm sure they've stolen some. The desk is full of parts. Yeah. All right. Hey, hey. Let me ask this question. Everybody out there in the chat room, uh, if there's anybody that wants to try to make a contact with us on HF. Tell me right now what band you think is best. I'm, I'm just right outside of Memphis, Tennessee. Tell me what band, and we'll crank up the uh, remote bass here in a minute. And I want to try to work you guys. Let's see how many contacts we can make on the remote bass. We're going to be using this in the truck going up uh, tomorrow, and I uh, hope to uh, make some make some good contacts here. Oh, we got let's some see. New guys in the chat room here. Yeah, Jeff. Why don't you tell us about your best hamvention experience? I, you know what? I started coming out to Hamvention. I guess the year after the the um, the sewer break. Yeah. So I don't know what year that was, but um, two thousand nine, I, I believe. Two thousand nine. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Uh, so I heard that story, and I, I just figured I had to I had to come out and just start spending time. All my buddies were saying, "You got to come, you got to come," and I've been out every year since. Um, I think the best time I've had is is hanging out with Tom because he's such a nice person and he does such a great service to ham radio. Um, I don't have any really great stories other than, than just enjoying my time. Um, 
you know, well, with, with meeting and meeting my friends yeah. that I talked to on the air on 80 meters and, and, um, you know, HF and then hanging out with Tom. Well, all right. Hey, are you going to bring your, uh, what is it? Maestro? What do you call it? Yeah, my, I, my I, I am actually. Um, so I'm driving out this year for the first time in many years. We've been, Yay. My, buddy, my buddy and I at Jim have been flying out, but this year, the, the, the price of the, the flight and the rental cars, and I'm in the Philadelphia area, so it's, you know, it's 600 miles. It's not that bad. It's about a nine, eight, nine hour drive. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it's about halfway. Good. It's about halfway between us and you. I mean, we're, we're 537 miles away. Okay. I think we're like 600, so yeah. it's not, yeah. not too bad. Uh, so we decided to do that. Uh, and the other reason was because we couldn't get a nonstop back, uh, flying back. So, um, you know, we'll be driving out. So I just I, I have a brand new car that I, you know, with three months old, I just put my uh, two meter 440 uh, ICOM 5100 in it over the weekend. And uh, I think I'll be, I, I got my iPad, I got my iPhone as, as a hotspot. So I think I'm going to bring my Maestro and set it in the car and try to, Make some HF contacts on the way, and then also. Now, um, when are you leaving? Uh, Wednesday or Thursday? Really Thursday morning, okay. about five a.m. Okay, all right. So we should be out there two, three in the afternoon. Oh, okay, we'll see you then. We we'll, come on out. We'll probably see you then. We'll all right, I sent you a text, Tom. Uh, what was that? I sent you a text. Okay, yeah, I saw your note earlier. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll. Uh, we'll take care of you there. All right, so uh, let's see. Man, nobody is dialing the phone number, I don't think. Well, less I, I want to I wanna tell you about mine, okay? <laughs> the, first, the first time I went out there was in 1982. I thought you were saying 1918. I was stationed at the Pentagon, okay? And Hoss Karimi, W5, uh, yeah. That AI, okay, he's a silent keynote, but he he said to me, he says, you got to come to Hambenton. I says, okay. I says, how do I get there? He says, well, you can either fly or drive. Okay, so, okay. so I got a rental car at a national airport, and I got in the car, and I drove all the way out there to Ohio, all right? I decided that I was, um, I stayed at the, Hol I think it was the Holiday Inn North, okay? And I had no idea where I was going. I mean, I'm following. I'm following this map, and you know, they, it, it went up 75, and I saw Wagner Ford Road, and I come around, and, and you know, so I I get to the hotel. All right. So the next day, I said to myself, "Well, I I got to get something to eat." Well, I went up. Uh, what was it? Uh, the the main drag there, and got on Needmore Road, and I saw the I saw this Waffle House. Well, I'll tell you, there was a line out the door. <laughs> at the waffle house and i said to myself oh god i'm not even going to get a chance to eat but they all more or less cleared out i mean this is like six o'clock in the morning and i'm saying to myself well okay i still got time so i went and i ate and i come out and i said to myself well now and i got to figure out how to get over there so i they had opened up a cow pasture okay on the far left side of the building there okay and it was mud, all right? Well, <laughs> I got stuck in the mud, 
I left the headlights on, and the bloody thing was uh, dead as a doornail. All right, and I said to myself, "I'm not going to come back here again." <laughs> mm. So why did you fly to Nashville? I mean, there's closer airports. Well, uh, well, uh, I'll tell you, Tom. Okay, I was in D.C. from '81 to '85. Okay, so I drove out every year. Okay, and then when I I went overseas. Uh, let's see, 85 to 89. So when I came back, okay, I came back in November. So I guess it would have been 1990, the, the, the next time that I come out there and, and caught up with the IOOK next to the, next to the booth that you used to have out there in the, yeah. in the flea market. Okay. And, you know, I, I got my, I got my technician license there at the Meadowdale's school in uh i think it was 1983 and i upgraded to general in 1985 so i had a i had a radio that i brought with me when i when i drove out and i was working on 40 meters and this that and the other you know trying to keep up with whatever whatever keith was doing out there at his house and we always met the day before the the uh, let's see the day before which would be thursday morning for, for nine o'clock to go out there and put the booth up. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it was, it was, you know, I'm glad they changed it from there to, to Xenia though. I mean, you know, it's a little easier to do things and whatever. I mean, I have no animosities, even though I fell in the mud, like, uh, like, like Glenn did. I think the first year I was there, uh, those tractors, uh, put me out in the, West 40 there uh, of, of the parking lot there. And when I come back through, uh, I must have spent $30 on uh, um, a car wash down the street there to clear all the mud off the undercarriage of my car so I didn't have to pay pay extra there when mm. I turned the car. <laughs> but, you know, you could have scraped it all off into those little film canisters and sold it. Yeah. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Now here... We have Ron, yeah. K9 yeah, ID. Look, look. I don't like know. He's... Let's see. I don't know if Ron has any funny stories or interesting oh, stories. Oh, Ron is going to tell you everything. All right, Ron, over to you, buddy. Okay, let me unmute here. And <clears throat> you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So all I can say is that I've been going to Dayton since about 1973 or 74. Wow. And um, as can be expected, the stories are a little wilder the further back you go. Yeah, they are. They definitely are. Because I'm just getting a little too old now. And, you know, and I, I don't want to admit to being old. And I certainly don't think of myself as old. But because, uh, you know, in my mind, I'm still this college kid, you know, like, hey, we're going to go party in Dayton, right? You know, except I'm working a booth with my wife and my son and you know, and stuff like that. But yeah, now our idea of party is staying up past 8 p.m. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. Because you know, by the end of the day, you're so exhausted from having worked the fest the whole day. But just some of the stuff. Dayton was, um, you know, um, it was kind of magical. Well, there's something special about it. Yeah. You know, like Tom was I think, saying I earlier. I think he's looking for a term similar to rowdy or something. A little more extreme 
Mm. Like Tom was saying earlier, it was the guy's weekend. Yes. Yeah. And we'd go out there. When you're college kids, you don't think about having 10 guys in a room. Some of them are sideways across the bed, and some of them are in sleeping bags on the floor, and one of them's laying across the table, and one of them's in the bathtub, and one of them is, you know, you, you know, one of them's asleep in a chair, and then you know, oh, yeah. you yeah. the other guy out of the chair into the under the floor. And uh, I think the statute of limitations has probably run out on this one, but yeah. there was. <laughs> An incident involving a very good friend of mine who sadly now is a silent key. So even if the statute of limitations hasn't run out, there's not much they can do to him. Uh, having to do with an ice bucket that was being used to prop open a window at a very old downtown hotel. But the window just didn't want to stay up. That wasn't a royal motel, was it? The, the, no, this was a downtown right. hotel of uh, several floors. And Back when you could open windows. Partying got a little rough, and the ice bucket went out. And the ice bucket was plastic and landed on the ground without hitting anything. The ice, however, landed on top of a police car. <laughs> mm. And, uh... Very good. Yes, I think we we made ourselves very scarce for the uh, <laughs> for the next many hours after that happened. Well, you know, we ran into the law a few years ago, probably five years ago. We uh, I was following my friend. He had a pickup. We, we we were two vehicles. He was in front. We were doing about eighty nine miles an hour on in a seventy and. Somehow he got through on the interstate, and he told me we on the radio. He told me uh, there's a there's a radar set up here, but he told me right as I passed by the radar, so it didn't help out a whole lot. And uh, the trooper lady, it sat behind my car for a long time, and I didn't know why they're staying back here so long. But anyway, she finally came up to the door and. Asked me if I knew why she was stopping me, and I handed her my license, and she almost got run over by a truck coming down the interstate. So she she threw that card at me, uh, driver license, said I'll be back. So she jumped in her car and went after this guy. We never heard from her. We sat there about forty five minutes, maybe longer, and uh, I finally called him because they had already got my tag number and everything, and she told me to stay there. She said I'll be back and. Anyway, I called them, and they called her on the radio, and I, I said, now, don't make her mad. Said, you know, I think she, I said, I, I said, I think she said she'd come back, but I'm not sure. Well, it was a little clearer than that. She yelled, I will be back. So anyway, I think she'll be back. And um, so they called her on the radio, and I said, please, please don't make her mad. Now we won't make her mad. So anyway, she uh, she uh, told them, said, they're free to go. So we 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 got out of that one, but... We actually were streaming that day from the car, and we had people all over the world watching and want to know what in the world's going on, and and they were taking up a collection to bail us out of jail. So that's a, another uh, thing we had there. So you know, that is one thing I'm going to miss this year is I enjoy watching that live stream 
knowing that I'm going to be following you in a day or so. And it just, it's so cool to see the, the trip. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you a story of one trip I did years ago to uh, Dayton. On my way back, I was going to visit uh, my friend in Nashville, who was one of the repeater trustees on one of the biggest repeaters in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, unfortunately, in Kentucky, my uh, my car had an oil issue. It was leaking oil, and I had to go and get that repaired. And by the time I got into, uh, and I called him up on the phone and said, I'm going to make it. And I said, uh, I'll, I'll be there probably through midnight. He says, well, I'll probably be in bed by then. So I didn't get to see him. But as I drove through, I decided to call on the repeater to see if maybe he was still up. And the voice ID on the national repeater said, WBADLK, please check your oil. Hmm. <laughs> and we keep repeating that. And it did that for several days. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. But well, I do remember the uh, the leaky roof in the uh, food area of Para Arena. That was always fun to see big trash cans under the leaks. You made sure there were certain tables you didn't sit at during a rainstorm. And uh, it was always fun. You always knew when it was raining outside because the aisles got so crowded that you couldn't move about inside. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody everybody would come inside when it was, you knew it was raining outside. Oh, it was raining, certainly. Yeah. The, oh, you uh, couldn't, you couldn't, it was like salmon swimming upstream. You know, you couldn't <laughs> move. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and the, and, the, and the famous, I hate to say it this way, but... Um, how, how I'll some, just say it. How, how some ham... Radio operators smell. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, but All thank right. you for you know. I don't you get so that bad. you get that uh, you get that humidity, and you get about eighty thousand people come in the same room right there. Yep, some I know don't exactly. Have a shower in the morning. I'm I can sorry. Uh, I can smell it right this moment, uh, man. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love everybody, but you know, take a bath in the morning. Yeah, yeah man. You know, yeah. There's this thing called deodorant. You know, <laughs> use it. Exactly. Somebody yeah. mentioned, uh, they mentioned Doug uh, Wheelock, astronaut Doug Wheelock in the chat room. Uh, I didn't even ask Doug this year. Uh, since we are oh. not going to stream, uh, I didn't send an invite up to Doug uh, this, this year. Uh, he's been with us uh, for eight years now. He missed one year with us. Uh, his father died, and uh, uh, Doug spent a lot of time up there and didn't have any leave left uh, when he was in the military. But he, uh, he, you know, I, I think Doug really, I think, enjoyed coming there uh, with us and signing autographs and meeting people. And for eight years, he was there. And uh, he's a really good guy. Yeah, yeah eight, eight years he he made it. This year, though, I I didn't want to be tied down to the booth uh, and all the work and everything, and I couldn't, you know, provide him what he needed. Now, I am going to try to see if I can get him to uh, Huntsville. Uh, he's very you know, familiar with Huntsville. He, he did his uh, helicopter training in Huntsville. Huntsville has the uh, NASA uh, center there, and uh, maybe I can get Talk Doug into coming down to Huntsville, which I think would be great uh, for yeah, him to that'll be fun. get down there. Um, well, I've got another quick story that I can tell. It was the last year at Harris. Um 
You know, that parking lot at Hera turned into a lunar landscape. I mean, it was just nothing but rocks. There was not a level piece of ground in the entire flea market area. And, you know, I'm out there with sneakers, and my feet are just getting destroyed walking on these sneakers. And comes time to leave for the day, and I was riding the bus back over to the uh, Holiday Inn there in Fairborn with the QRP Archie guys. And just before I get to the bus, I literally had a shoe blowout. The um, the sole separated from the top half of the shoe, and I'm walking to the bus, and it's going kathump, kathump. Yeah, <laughs> flopping on here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nothing a little duct tape couldn't fix, but it that that lunar landscape of the of the flea market literally destroyed a virtually brand new sneaker. Man. Wow. All right. Hey, is there anybody in the chat room that tried to call the phone number? Maybe the phone number is not working. It, it appears to be working. We haven't used it in a long time. We're supposed to be able to take 1,000 simultaneous calls, and right now I'm seeing zero over there. So let me know if anybody tried calling that number and that it didn't, it didn't work. Let me, give you, let me give you one ringer and see if I it works. Say I can ring it, too. Go ahead. Go. You know, Glenn, you were talking about... Uh, Losing the losing a shoe, I lost a hand truck. A hand truck. Oh, well. We were closing out. We were leaving. No, oh, there, there, there we go. There's our uh, Xenia Warrior Hamfest. Uh, That's a nice shirt. Anyway, we we were um, we were packing out, and I was going across to where the truck was, and it was a little bit of a downhill slope, and the hand truck, which was in the down position where you can use it as a four-wheeler, got away from me and just started rolling, and it hit a pothole, and it bent the hand truck. Oh, wow. Uh, I have a question for you, Tom. Yeah? Is the number still 901-286-1116? No. No. Look on the screen. I've got it it on the screen. I've got it on the screen. I posted it in the chat room. 716-427-1083. Yep. It's working. Wait, somebody's in there. Somebody's in there. Let's see who it is. That was me. Say, say, was you? Are you there? It It was me. It was was me. You're not there anymore. You're gone. No, he hung up. Once he got through, it's like, I don't want to talk to you guys. Yeah, well. No, uh, Tom, it was me. Yeah, it's working. At least I know it's working. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this will be my, uh, I've missed a few years when I was in college, but now um, I think I've been to 50. This will be my 50th convention. Wow. 50. Uh, and, and this is the 70th. To, uh, this one, this this month, is the 70th convention. Hey, I feel so young. I'm, this is only All like right. We got, uh, we got Mark, Mark P. Hey, Mark, on the phone. Are you there, Mark? I am here. All right. All right. Just checking the levels out here. It is working. I hear you. Let me think. Need more volume. Testing one, two, three. About right there. there. Maybe, you just need, maybe you're talking too low. All right. So oh, well, uh, that's good. normal. That's good. So, all right, everybody in the chat room. This is Mark. Two or three years ago, I delivered a HF radio to him. He got his license. I made him an antenna. 
And I'm hearing this week, he's just now got the antenna up in the tree, but he can't get the coax in the house. Now, Mark, what's the problem? All the things that I need to work on around here. I was going to say, what good sledgehammer will fix that little problem? Will, will a window? I know your house is uh, old. I think uh, it was built, what, during the Civil War? Almost. Yeah, so do the windows open? Uh, sort of. Sort of. Uh, will it go up enough that you can get a coax connector through them? I was going to say, will it go up uh, enough that you can put an ice bucket in it? Can you get under the house? Nope. Do, you, do you have a floor where you can go under the house? It's a crawl space. All right. Drill you, drill you a one-inch <laughs> hole through the floor. Will the wife let you do that? Uh-oh. Uh, probably, yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Oh, yes, she will. She's yeah. not going to even know about it. You know, I had to run some network cable under a trailer, and I went to Walmart and bought me one of the little RC cars and did exactly what you're talking about. Drilled a hole, pushed the cable down, you know, right at the edge, got it under the RC car, and drove the length of the trailer to where it had to go. Didn't even get myself muddy on that one. What well, that is uh, That's cool, man. Well, oh, you true. know, they they got these these things there that go under the window if you can open the window, and, and it's got two SO two thirty eights on it. You, yeah. you you attach one, you know, RG fifty eight from the radio to that, and then you just attach the 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 antenna to the the coax to the antenna to the other one. I mean, it's a little strip of thing, you know. I mean, very very thin. Okay. Yeah, MFJ and, has them. Yeah, well, it's Comet sells them, and they're at HRO and everything else. I mean, you you could probably buy one at at Hamvention. <laughs> oh, I bet you can. Yeah, I've been told that if you if it's something for ham radio, if it's not at Dayton, you're at the wrong ham fest. There you go. All right, hey guys, I'm gonna go ahead and turn the remote base on. Maybe we can stir up some activity with that. So look, uh. Let's do this real quick, and we'll continue our talk because maybe nobody calls us. I don't know, but all right. So I'm going to I'm going to turn on the remote base. Let's see if I can figure out. I haven't used this tablet in a long time. All right. So here we got the tablet right here. I I, I played with my phone while I go. I I cranked up my phone. So what I'm going to do here is gee, I got too many things here. Uh, got too many. Okay, first of all, I'm going to turn the power on. So I use a little uh, uh, internet uh, power deal here called Wemo. And, oh, okay, it's, it's it actually, I'm going to turn it off. All right, that turned it off, and I'm going to turn it back on. All right, the power just came back on. All right, now, now I'm going to, okay, I'm going to try to open up the app here. Let me see if I can. Open up this app, start, and we're going to turn it on. All right, we're on. We're on 7130. I don't yeah, hear now, Ron in the chat room was saying you can find anything at Hamfest, at Hamvention. You know, stuff you threw out years ago is at Hamfest. I go to the flea market literally to see what gear has moved from which table what yeah. Uh, Tom, you so might want to go above uh, seventy one, yeah. seventy five. So if they're yeah. general class, they can. At yeah, least I'll do that. Can, can you guys hear this over the uh, over the video? 
I hear something in the background. That's about it. Oh, uh, okay. I've, I've got to. Um, you got to patch the audio in. Oh, yeah. I've got. I've, well, I, I got. I don't know where the speaker is. Can you hear that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I hear. I'm trying to trying to put a mic by it. Speaker's probably. Let me see where the mic. Let me see where. It, all right. Well, uh, what's the what's the general band? I, I would I would go above seventy one seventy five. Okay. All right. So seventy one eighty. Yeah, yeah. Seventy one seventy five is yeah. Okay. So we're we'll, we'll go above seventy one seventy five. Let me do this. Let me just do this. Seven point one seven five. We'll do that. And we'll go up a little higher. Yeah, 7185, I mean, you know. Let's go around 71. Let's look at 7180. All right, guys, we're on 7180 right now. We're on 7180. If uh, anybody has a rig out there, try to give us a call. And uh, let's see if we hear you. I know, I'm too close. All right, I'm going to take. Wait. Too far for ground wave and I, I hear somebody. This is Whiskey Five Kilo Uniform Bravo W Five KUB. All right, we may have to go to twenty meters or something. We'll give everybody a chance to get on here and find us. Wait a minute, I hear somebody. Oh, oh, I hear Bruce. Um, N7XGR. N7XGR. This is W5KB. Do you copy, Bruce? I hear a couple of people try to talk to me. Okay, uh, Bruce, I copy N7XGR W5KB. I, I copy a lot of static on here. Uh, and I heard another station calling me. I don't know who that was, but uh, I'm hearing you. It's probably not just uh, a nice signal where we could carry on a conversation. Uh, we might try 20 meters here in a few minutes, but uh, how are you copying us, uh, uh, Bruce? Over. Must be pretty bad. QRZ, QRZ, uh, this is Whiskey 5 Kilo Uniform Bravo, W5KUB. Well, I'm hearing people in there, but uh, man, we've got. Uh, I heard a zero. I bet that's. Uh, I bet that's Russ. Uh, is that you, Russ? Uh, was that uh, you, Russ? This is W5KUB. All right. 
Uh, we just got, uh, we just have too much static right now on uh, 40. We, we're going to have some storms come in here in a minute. Uh, let's see, uh, let's see if 20 meters is open uh, real, real quick. And uh, wait. All right, we're going to go to, uh, let's go to 20 meters. So let me get on 20 meters here. So I'm going to hit the band and I'm going to go 20. Wherever 20 is, there it is. 20 meters, we're going to go uh, upper side band. There we go. And uh, Bill, uh, what's the general band? Uh, what I need to go up to? I believe it's uh, 70, uh, yeah, 14,250. 14,250. Okay. 14,250. All right, we'll go up there to 14,250. Let me key it in here. One, four. Uh, dot. 14, two and two, a quarter. Two, let's go 250. Enter that. 14, 250. Well, that didn't work very good. Let's see. 7300, Joel, stand by. The band sounds a little better. About 90 watts right now. 14, 225. Let me go up. 14, dot. Let's say 230. All right. All right. That's a pretty good signal. Okay, let's try 20, uh, guys. Get on 20 meters. Uh, did I tune up? Uh, no, I didn't tune up, but uh, I guess I, I should have. I should have done that. Although... Although the radio, so I think. To hear that open after dark. Let's see. Let me go back. I'm gonna go to 2:30. We're on 2:30. 14:2:30. And let's do this. 14:2:30. Let me go. Uh, what am I doing here? CW. And uh, well, there's no tuning to do actually. Cancel. There's no tuning to be done here. Let's see, my, my uh, antenna tuner. Okay, it's the antenna tuner's tuning. Okay, there we go. All I gotta do is press this. Yep. Wrong one. Uh oh, I think I just closed it. Oh. Well, heck, okay. I need to learn how to use this before I go on my trip. Alright. Alright, we're on 14.230. Anybody out there on 14.230? Let's try it. Oh, I need to get on a upper side bend. This is Whiskey 5 Kilo Uniform Bravo W5KUB. All right, where is everybody? I hear somebody. <laughs> They're weak.
I think that may be Russ. I'm recognizing the voice. I didn't get the call. Uh, QRZ, this is Whiskey 5 Kilo Uniform Bravo, W5KUB. Uh, was that you, Russ? Signals too weak. Yeah, that's uh, that's Russ. But Russ, your signal's too weak. Too weak, man. Way too weak. Can't copy it. All right. Well, I'm gonna leave it on 14230 for a few minutes and uh, turn the volume down a little. I'm gonna leave it on and you guys give me a call. I'm on 14230. All right. Well, back to back to our group here. Is that is that static uh, bothering you guys too much? No, I don't hear it. It's what? That's not even static on 20. That's quiet. Well, yeah, I mean, it looks like we're running about an S1 noise, but but it's frequency, but nobody's there. Yeah. Okay, Mark says he's hearing us in Peoria. All right. He's saying W5SKW is being heard. All right. Well, okay. I wonder about. Hey, let's let's look at 80. Let's look at 80 and see what 80 looks like here, real quick. 80 is usually pretty pretty quiet. Let's go to 80 meters. We're going to go to uh, uh, lower sideband. Well, that don't sound much better, to tell you the truth. They don't sound good at all. I know 40 was good the other day because my little cube radio was just rocking on that day. I can't believe I'm not hearing anything on 80. There's as much static on 80. We've got a lot of storms. All right, we're going to go back to 40. 71, 80. Lower side band. There we go. Uh oh, restart that. Three point. Nope, 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 nope. Nope. Seven. Nope. Seven. Seven point one eight zero. All right. Guys, we're gonna let it sit on 7191. 7191. I'll 
try to make it a little quieter here. If anybody wants to, if anybody wants to give us a call, we're on, we're on 7191. But this is uh, this is what we'll be using on our trip. All right. Somebody calling CQ right above me. That's just too noisy. I don't know what kind of contest is going on. Somebody called CQ contest on 92. Yeah. All right, I'm just going to turn it off. just a little late waking up on Saturday. Yeah, I'm going to turn it off here. Yeah, I had the 735 in my car back in the 80s when we were driving to cat shows. And, yeah, I uh, actually won this one that's, uh, at that Hamvention in 1987. Oh, cool. They pulled yeah. my ticket. This was this was like fourth or fifth prize or something. Wow. Uh, yeah, Dave Boswell, N4APY, uh, was showing cats. As he was part of our gang, and so he and I would always be driving. So one of us would be operating while we're driving the four and five hours to a cat show. I'll probably throw this in the mobile uh, when we go out to uh, Oregon for CPAC. Yeah. It's a cute little radio. All right. I see Mark is still on uh, the phone. Nobody else is calling in. Charlie's being awful quiet tonight. He is. Charlie, what are you up to? Talk to us. A bunch of signals. Come on in, Charlie. See, look at that, a 735 with a pan adapter. Oh, ain't that slick. Richard Quinn. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got somebody on the phone. We got somebody. He's Richard, got Richard, are, are you there? Quinn, uh, KB3ZVH in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. KB3ZDH. Richard? Yeah, I uh, just had a, a little thing that happened, uh, what was it, about three years since we've last had uh, Hamvention. God, it doesn't seem like it's been that long. Uh, when I went by uh, Gordon, West, Gordon West booth, and he asked me where I was from, and I said I'm from Erie, Pennsylvania, and his eyes lit up only to find out that his wife is from Erie, Pennsylvania. So uh, that was kind of a small world. Yeah. And uh, this year I'm uh, saving some newspapers and uh, taking down to her uh, so she can see what's happening in the old homestead. So really looking forward. I'll be leaving about uh, 10 o'clock Thursday morning. Uh, I'm staying at the KOA campground uh, and uh, and going to save some money this year hopefully it doesn't rain so uh, well i think we're going to get a little rain one morning maybe but uh it's not going to amount to maybe anything you know so i think well, uh, it'd be good waterproof, so. be sure be sure and come by and try to find our booth we're in building two right here by the door building two we're at 2804 You'll see our banner and everything. Right. Come on and see us and say hello. And you mentioned uh, most definitely. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Gordon. Uh, here's a picture of Gordon right here, Gordon West. 
Uh, he is trying out to be uh, one of our first uh, uh, helmet cam uh, guys, but uh, unfortunately, he didn't make the cut. He he's with a different network now, and uh, but um, we like Gordon, but he just did didn't make the cut for the helmet cam, and that was quite a number of years ago. Well, I like the idea that you're you're taking a vacation. Hey. It's- it's your turn to enjoy the, the convention and be able to get out and enjoy it. Yeah, somebody said, why don't I uh, give a recap of our plans? Uh, I'll, I'll kind of tell you what's what's up for us this year in our schedule. The plan is there's no plan. Yeah, there is no plan. Well, there is a plan, but uh, it's a pretty basic plan. And uh, we're going to drive up tomorrow. We're going to leave about noon on Wednesday tomorrow. We'll get there about midnight. Uh, we'll be staying in Beaver Creek. Yeah, there is a plan, but uh, it's a We'll be uh, we'll be in uh, Beaver Creek. That's where we stay. Uh, we got a nice place up there, and uh, man, there's so many nice eating places up there next to the hotel. You got a Roadhouse, and you got uh, uh, Longhorn, and you got Cracker Barrel. You got everything up there, man. Just almost within walking distance. But uh, yeah, so we're gonna drive up tomorrow, and uh, we'll go out and set up on. Thursday morning when we get up we'll go out there and where our booth has been cut down to just one booth this year uh, we uh, w- would have had two but uh, I think Hamvention is uh, uh, needing the space up there or something anyway they gave us one space this year that we actually paid for uh, this year and, uh, you know, uh, we'll lay some business cards out. Hey, we're going to bring the helmet cam. And we've got the original helmet cam. It's in a trophy case. It'll be uh, displayed there in our booth uh, there in 2804. And uh, uh, you can come by and see it. Uh, it. You know, I actually bring in a few things up here to sell. We're going to lay it on the table. I've got, I think I'm bringing four uh, a 440 uh Log periodic antennas. They're really nice. They're about 13 elements or so. Uh, 440 log periodics. We're going to try to get about 25 bucks a piece for them. They'd be great linking uh, uh, antennas, or you could even work satellite with it. You know. Uh, hey, I've got an ICO ICO five-inch oscilloscope that I'm going to sell up there. Probably 20 bucks. And uh, if it doesn't sell, the price is going to keep coming down on it. And coming down and lower and lower and lower. In fact, it may even get to the point where I mark out free, and if nobody takes it at free, I'm going to actually put a a uh, a, a cash reward on there to take it. I was going to say, yeah, you know, put a you know put a tape a twenty dollar bill to the top of it. Yeah, I mean, I've done that before when I would put trash out on the street. Uh, I, I you know I'd say you know take take this take this couch and here's twenty bucks, you know. But uh, you know, yeah. so I've got a I got a five inch scope. I'm gonna get rid of. I don't need that. I haven't turned it on. Hey, I took it out of the attic the other day. It was in storage up here, and I lifted it up. It had a leather handle on it, and that scope's pretty heavy. It had a leather handle on it, and that little leather handle just came right off, man. So, oh wow. So anyway, you're going you're going to get it. Before I leave, I was just going to say that I'm definitely going to be thanking Dara for that nice little present they gave me last year at uh, Contest University. The ICOM 7300. Oh, that's so cool. I definitely got to thank them for that. And uh, 
I'll let you get let you get another call. So I'll say seventy three, and uh, we'll see you guys down there. All right, all right, Richard, man, good to hear from you. We'll see you there in a couple of days. So yeah, we'll uh, we've got a few things. Hey, I've got some uh, Hustler mobile antennas. I think I got an eighty forty and a twenty resonator and the mast. Probably that does go for fifteen bucks total. Uh, what else I got? Uh, I don't know what else. I got. I got three or four things. That's all. So, but we're gonna set it out and market price really low. I'm just trying to clean out the attic a little bit here. And uh, um, uh, Kathy wants me cleaning out. She says the floor is gonna fall through. If you know, I don't. Yeah, your uh, attic probably looks like Martin Shoes' office. Yeah, it kind of no, looks no, like. No, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, kind of. It, it kind of looks like that. I've got shelves and, and racks up there. With, man, I've got so much. I've got. And, and look at look at look at this look at this see this uh, look at this see that signal generator right there it's yeah. not it's not there anymore uh, it's up in the attic and there's a there's a Motorola signal generator there a UHF generator I'd let those suckers go for almost nothing but they're so heavy they're so heavy and uh, you know that's the kind of stuff I've got I, I just it's hard to get rid of stuff like that you know. Now, every time I see Martin's office, it's like just one more paper clip, and those shelves are coming down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I got, they, 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 you can see they're just warped, and you're just like, how much longer will that last? And I haven't haven't talked to Martin in uh, about a week, but uh, I think he's going to Dayton. He says he's been every year. I think he's been every year for the 70 years that they've had it, probably. So that's a pretty good record. So yeah, uh, he'll be up there and uh, uh, there look. she is. Yep, there's the demon child. Yep, Miss Rodan. Yep, she wants to go to a cat show so bad, but uh, it's been two years. But anyway, um, you know, I just I can't believe it's day after tomorrow. You know, I'm ready to go. I'm. Literally ready to go out to the car now and just hit the road. Yeah. I need Dayton. I need my Dayton fix. It's uh is Max going this year, Tom? Uh I don't I don't know. I haven't I haven't talked to Max in a while. Alright, so let me uh let me finish our uh our plans. So we'll uh we'll set up on Thursday and then we're gonna walk around Friday and Saturday all day. We're not going to be tied down to anything. Usually when we do our webcast, we don't even have time for lunch, and uh, that's pretty pretty, pretty bad. Well, uh, if you go out there about 1130, Tom, they're serving persimmons on the uh, veranda at the IOOK booth. Oh, really? Oh, what day is that? What day is that? Oh, well, every day. Well, oh. Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yep. All right. They serve for Simmons. All right. Is, well, I can't make is, it Friday because Friday we'll be doing. We'll be with Bill. We'll be doing the uh, Pico Balloon Forum from eleven o'clock to one o'clock. We'll be launching uh, uh, three balloons on Friday. Two will be uh, APRS balloons. Under the call sign of the Dayton Club, I think, the W8BI uh, call. And then we're going to try to get a whisper one, one of our whisper ones launched. Uh, again, it's going to be a difficult launch. Winds are going to be 30 miles an hour. The, uh, the runway we've got is very short, and there's all kinds of stuff in the way. 
but we're going to try. Mark, Mark's on the phone with us here. Mark Pupo is going to help us. He, uh, he's uh, working on a launching pad apparatus now uh, where we can at least uh, get our balloon maybe at 30 feet before it launches. So that'll give us a little bit of a, a, a little bit of margin maybe to get over the power lines in the buildings. If we can start off at 30 feet and maybe climb five, uh, that's better than starting off at zero feet and only climbing to five. So, uh, so we're going to do that. We'll do that. A spotty. I want to look around. We will get some video. We've got our cameras and stuff with us. We will record. We'll talk to you know neat people and funny things and special things, and we'll get some video, enough video that we can bring it back here, and we'll we'll show it on the Tuesday night show, probably for a week or two. Uh, so that's Friday and Saturday. Our plan would be not to go back out to Hamvention on Sunday morning, but to start our ten-hour drive back. If we can't see it all on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Then I don't know, but yeah. hey, hey, we're open, we're open, and it may be uh, Sunday morning. We may decide to go back out there for two more hours, you know, get out there at eight o'clock and maybe leave at ten o'clock. And the nice thing about that is that's Eastern time. When we get home, we're on Central time, so we and gain an hour. An extra hour back. So yeah. if we leave at ten o'clock in the morning up there, we're actually leaving at nine o'clock in the morning, and add about ten hours to that, and that would put us in here about what seven at night or something like that. So. Uh, I have to. I have to warn you, there, Tom. They, What's that? Uh, uh, they don't open the, the exhibits until like nine, Friday and Saturday, and Sun. You know, wait a minute. Well, Sunday. but that, we can get in early. Oh yeah. Well, you got the vendor tickets. So yeah, I mean, we yeah. got vendor. We'll be in. We can get in here. We can get in here at eight o'clock. Public. I mean, you know. Yeah, we can get in here at eight o'clock, and uh, you know, that'll give us Tom, a chance. I would to, always go. Yeah. I would always go out to just to, to wait for me to win the main prize. Of, out of 50 years I've been at the Dayton Hamvention, I have won one $5 book on how to become a ham radio. Yeah, well, you know, you know, Bill. You're ahead of me. Out of all these years, I've never looked at the monitor to try to match a number up to see if I won anything. That's how busy we've been, basically. Or, or it was the years that we were outside and there was no monitors out there. So, you know, we were lost back then. So. Right, right. I don't, know if I, ever, I don't know if I won anything or not, you know. Now, if you're going to go to Tom's booth, don't forget right across the way from Tom is is Ron, and his stuff is over there. Yeah. And uh, I'll be at the AWRL area Friday one to two, and then Saturday eleven to twelve, plus various times throughout the weekend, because they've got a reserved chair for me to sit down and relax anytime I want to. And those of you that've been to Hamvention knows that chairs are at a premium. Man, we used to, hey, and that's why we wanted to still have our booth, even though we're not streaming. We wanted a booth where we can, we can sit down and get off our feet and maybe get, you know, exactly a, a, a Coke or some water or something and just, you know, a snack and, uh, or maybe come in during the rain, you know, and not have 80 million people around us. At least in our booth, we'll be kind of, we'll probably have a few friends come inside the booth, but, uh, you know, it, it won't be packed. And we may have to put a chain up or something, but yeah, yeah. So you know, hey, that's a, that's a plan. And hey, uh, you know, other years over the thirty years, let's see, thirty-eight years we've been going, thirty-nine, I guess. 
I don't know if this is our 39th or 40th. The uh, pandemic messed us up here. I don't remember. I, th I thought we were, I thought we were at 38 or 39 before the pandemic. But so uh, the you know the the Air Force Museum is less than a mile, I think, from our hotel out there at Beaver Creek. I'm gonna go, and I still haven't made it yet. Well, we've gone out there, but it's an all-day deal, man. That is a big yeah. place. The Air Force Museum is a big place. It, Lots it's to an see. Incredible experience and. Uh, that might be something you might want to do on the Sunday, Tom, because uh, that's what we would typically do. Yeah. Particularly if you had out-of-town guests, we would take them to the Air Force Museum on Sunday, and it, yep. it was always, always a great. Well, day. if you go, if you go, be sure to go inside the nuclear reactor they have out there. They've got yeah. a, the Space Wing in there now, so it's oh yeah, really. Yeah, really. I think I think the uh, uh, Glenn, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Memphis Bell is there now. Um, I believe you're right. I think they've just finished restoring it. Yeah, it was. It wasn't going to be restored in time for the last Dayton that they had, but they've been restoring it, so I think it should be finished. Uh, uh, some of the guys from Memphis here that went up there about three years ago uh, got a special tour of the Memphis Bell. Uh, uh, as they were, as it was being refurbished, uh, they they got a special private tour of it, and uh, it's kind of neat to see the Memphis Bell up here. Uh, oh, I keep meaning to go, and it's just, you know, I'm just going to have to, like uh, Bill says, I need to go up an extra day and just plan for yeah. that to go to the museum. Hey, here's uh, here's Tony in the chat room. Tony uh, VK3YV. Uh, he says we did the Air Force Museum yesterday. It, all day, he said. Now, I think Tony, if I'm not mistaken, I think Tony flew into California and maybe drove a car. Tony, did you drive all the way from California to Dayton this past week? Yeah, but for somebody from Australia, that's like driving to the 7-Eleven down the corner. Well, it might, it might be. <laughs> Could be. Well, it depends. If he's, uh, if he's in the... Eastern part, the middle part, or the western part. Well, I'll tell you well, something. You're always in the wrong part. I'll tell you one thing. Days. One thing I've got against Australia, and I've got I've got something here that I'm against Australia about. Uh oh. The last time I was there, I walked up the hill to a McDonald's, and I was going to get a sausage and biscuit because I always have a sausage and biscuit every morning. They don't sell sausage and biscuits in Australia. It's a bagel and a it's a bagel and a sausage or something. All right, I don't know what it is. It isn't a, it isn't a, it isn't a sausage and a biscuit. So that was just really <laughs> that was really disappointing. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. I love the the bagel breakfast at McDonald's, and they stopped selling it pretty much. Yeah, okay. Tony said, yeah, sausage muffin. It was a sausage muffin. That's right. And, guys, a muffin ain't like a biscuit that you put sausage in. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. You know, Tony, Tony, you ought to talk to them. Since you're local over here, you ought to talk to them. If they bring that biscuit in with that sausage, they might get a lot more Americans to eat there at McDonald's. I just looked at Tom um, the uh, schedule for the um, before the amateur radio RHAB foreman amateur radio high altitude balloons forum. I saw that. It's eleven fifty five. It's a 
1155 a.m. to 105. To 105, yeah. And it's in building, it's in form three. And that's that's one of the big uh, form rooms. Well, I don't know. You, you know, you got form one and two together in that one building. Form three, I had to look it up. Form three is in a building kind of across from it. Uh, right. it's, it's a pretty good size form. Is it? Yeah. They had to cut back on the number of forums this year, so I think they lost some spaces. Well, at least I'm not out in a tent this year. Yeah. That's probably now, what happened is they didn't do the tents this year. They cut back on forum spaces. I see they spelled the word amateur wrong. Well, and they spelled balloon wrong. But they're amateurs. They, they spelled balloon wrong, too. <laughs> But I'm not sure who did that. But uh, that could be that could be a typical spelling from like Europe or something. But I would imagine somebody the European spelling. Yeah, I would imagine somebody in Dayton probably did that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So Tony, Tony is saying a biscuit's what you call a cracker. Yeah, but I just can't order a cracker and sausage. I just can't do it. I don't even know if they'd have one. Tony, do they uh, do they have crackers and sausage there? Yeah, he drove all the way from California to Dayton. Boy, he had a wide selection of cuisine. Unless all yeah. he did was stop at McDonald's. He uh, he he did it uh, did it in six days. He he must have been moving on, man. That's that's moving. Yeah, because it's a, it, it's normally a nine or ten days, you know, from coast to coast. Six days, but you know, I think he got an RV, so you know, he could kind of go to sleep at the wheel. If it's one of those new Tesla RVs that that will drive itself, he could go back here and take a nap while it's driving. You know. Boy, I can't wait until they actually really get that kind of stuff for us humans. You know, I mean, when we were growing up, we were promised flying cars and all of that stuff. And I'm just sitting here. Boy, that's a great way to travel. I've been looking on. Uh, I, I see a lot of stuff on YouTube um, uh, videos. And there's a lot of them out here that show the uh, Teslas, the the auto driving car. And it shows it shows the drivers asleep and they get pulled over. You know, they're sleeping and the thing's going down the road, you know. And and I saw one that was the couple were both the passenger and the uh, driver were sound asleep and they were on I ninety five going through Boston during oh rush my hour. God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that's a little too much trust. And, oh yeah, man, I'm not ready for that quite yet. Oh no, no. especially. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hey, Charlie. Oh, we got Hello. we got. Uh, let's see, we got somebody. Somebody out in California on on the phone. Let's see who's on the phone from California. Okay, who who we got? G'day, Tom. It's Tony VK3YV. Okay, a little muffled. I couldn't. You guys understand? Tony. Who's who's on the phone from California? Tom, it's Tony VK3. Oh, hey, Tony. That's the reason. That's that's the reason I couldn't understand you. You get that? You got an accent, man. How you doing? Yeah, I know, I know. We're not in California either. It's yeah, well, it's showing up here in California, man. You, you, you fooled me there, man. Now, you see, 
we all on here recognize we recognize your, the accent that you've got, and we have to listen very closely. I, I'm sure you can understand us perfectly well, right? And no worries at all. And uh, you do not have sausages with crackers. I didn't think you. I didn't think you did. That that walk up the hill was for nothing that day. Yeah, yeah. And you can have a, the coffee is much better in Australia too. I hear. Uh, what was that? Coffee. The coffee. Oh, coffee. I, I I don't drink I don't I don't drink coffee. It'll turn your hair black. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it turned mine white. Oh, yeah. So so uh, Tony, did you drive yourself all the way, or maybe you had help driving? I've got a mate with me, VK3 Lima Foxtrot. He uh, he shared the driving. So um, it's his first time to the USA. So uh, I wow. did the first couple of days just to teach him how to drive on the wrong side of the road. Did, did you guys drive? Did, did you guys drive straight through, just taking turns, one drive night, one drive day? Uh, we just no, we drove just during the day. So we okay. came through uh, Las Vegas. Yeah. And then um, up through Utah, Colorado. And uh, straight through to uh, Dayton. Wow, that's a that's a long way. I was going to say, you know, all that all those miles on the wrong side of the road had to be an interesting experience. Well, well, there's no roundabouts on the highway. Hopefully, <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. They need to get a world standard. You know, I, I man, I have uh, uh, I've been with friends in England and. We would step out to the street, and we would look the wrong way and step out in the road and almost get hit by a bus coming from the other direction. That's just how serious it is. In the Bahamas, they drive on the uh, opposite side of the road that we do. Um, and when you come up to uh, another car, the roads aren't wide enough uh, when you get out of the city to pass each other so you have to decide is the person i'm approaching a tourist or is it a native because that's going to depend on which way they veer oh man yeah yeah i had to go to puerto rico to work a few times and we would take the road up from uh, san juan up to the arecibo radio observatory and that is a one lane wide mountain road with two-way traffic and the way it worked was whoever honked their horn first on the curve got to go. And you'd look over the edge of the road, and it's, you know, a, a sheer cliff. And you look down, and you see all of the people that didn't hear the guy coming from the other direction. There's just a mountain <clears throat> of cars down at the bottom of that mountain. Hey, let me make a quick announcement here. Uh, guys out there, if you're listening on shortwave on WBCQ, you've been listening to uh, Amateur Radio Roundtable. Actually, uh, the last half of Amateur Radio Roundtable, we call it After the Show Show, and uh, it's where we talk about anything. Our time is just about up on uh, on our radio spot. We uh, thank you for joining us today, and uh, if you want to join us on our video show on Tuesdays, Actually, on Wednesday at um, Wednesday at 0100 UTC, you can go to w5kub.com and you can join us on our video show 
in our chat room. Uh, or you can find us on YouTube. Just go to W5KB. So thanks for joining us, and uh, we really uh, are happy to have you with us tonight. Uh, Hamvention's tomorrow. Next week, uh, we'll probably have some uh, video from Hamvention. So good night to everybody out there on uh, on shortwave. All right. I'm going to need a week to recover from Hamvention. Yeah. That is nonstop from the minute Man. I get off the plane until the minute I get home. Here it is, Tuesday night. I need to I know, go. I, I need to. I need to go sit down, relax, maybe get some popcorn, watch some TV, edit the video, put it on the put the audio on our podcast. But I hadn't packed yet for Dayton tomorrow. Yeah. Well, then you you also need to sleep in tomorrow because you're going to have a late night. Uh, yeah, I can sleep a little bit. Yeah. Is Kathy coming with you? Is it no, she's not going. It's, it's, a, it's a guy's trip. It's a guy's I got, trip. I got a question for you, for, for Tom and, and Glenn. Do you know where Hernando's Farmer's Market is? Yes, I go there all the time. All right, well, my friend sells pickles there. Oh, excellent. Cool. Uh, he sells all kinds of stuff. He, he's got chow chow and pickles and... Um, I don't know. He he he, he was a CB back, back when I met him out on Midway Island, and uh, cool. he's uh, he lives in Olive Branch. And he said to me, he says, "Next time you're down this way, stop by." <laughs> yeah, well, where, what it is? That's like eight miles south of me, and in downtown Hernando, where the courthouse is, it's kind of like on a a traffic circle, and the courthouse sits in the middle, and you've got the roundabout going around the whole. Uh, downtown area there, you know, five houses. But uh, the the parking spaces are all around. And on the weekend, Saturday, they set up the farmers market in the the courthouse parking space. And well, so you circle the courthouse, and they got all these little booths there. The guy's name is Pete. His wife's name is Kelly. And uh, you can't miss it. It's uh, called Popio's. What is it called? Popio's. Very cool. Yeah, I hadn't se- I haven't been there since before COVID. So, but yeah, I used to go there all the time because that was a great place to get you know fresh vegetables and stuff. All right, guys. It is it is after ten o'clock. Our show has uh, finished. I'm gonna go ahead and get out of here and relax a little while. Take care of a few you things. Pack too, right? Pack a little bit. I know. need to put the clothes in the dryer. You know, like uh, I was telling Glenn before the show, if 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 we forget to take something, we're either going to do without it, or we'll, well buy it, say, or we'll buy know, it right when we get if there. If I don't get the clothes done, um, you really don't want to be around me at Dayton. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who's taking care of the demon children while you're gone? Oh, I've got a, a friend uh, that. Uh, I help him with his computer stuff, and uh, his wife, uh, for years, uh, had to shave one of my cats that had a medical issue, so I've known them for 20, 30 years now, and uh, whenever I'm out of town, they come by and take care of the kids. They love them, oh, cool. you know, and the, the kids love them, so it's, you know, they come by and spend the whole weekend with the gang while I'm out, you know off of traveling at Orlando or Dayton or whatever. So now they and you know, they used to she used to be the groomer at a vet, so you know, anything does go wrong, you know, 
she'll get them right to the vet and everything. So generally not a, not a problem. And like I say, the cats love them. They love strange people coming into the house. Especially Rodan, she'll meet you at the door, and it's like, come here, I'll show you where he keeps all the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and what about Godzilla? <laughs> that's Godzilla the stuff that, the, What was that, Bill? Glenn, that's the stuff that Rodan has shoved into a secret area, all your parts that have been on the table. That's oh. the stash. <laughs> well, when I'm going like this, I've usually got two and three projects at various stages of assembly at any given time. And <clears throat> invariably, she will get up on the workbench and I start hearing stuff hit the floor. And I go to look and I don't see what hit the floor. So I don't know what I'm missing yet. I do know I'm missing stuff. Um, when I go to need it is when I'll find out what's missing. When I first got my cat, the tiger, uh, she started spending time in the Christmas tree. It looked like a cat ornament, but she was just in the tree. And then she discovered that she could dismantle the tree and that uh, <laughs> the tree ornaments were great toys. And I uh -huh. still find, I'm, it's been 10 years, and I still find ornaments under couches and in and behind desks <laughs> and little bits of Christmas tree. One year, I took care of five Maine Coon kittens for my breeder friend when she went out to a cat show uh, over Christmas. And here I had five, and the only thing they can be called is demons and a Christmas tree. And I literally had to take fishing line and tie the top of the Christmas tree to the ceiling to keep the tree from coming down because you had this not small Maine Coon kitten or two or three climbing the Christmas tree at any given moment. Ornaments were all over the floor. I mean, it was just total chaos that year. And the only rest that we got for that entire weekend we would take ping pong balls, put about an inch of water in the bathtub, and throw about ten ping pong balls in the water. All five would come running, jump into the tub, splash, play, and about an hour later they'd start coming downstairs just drenched from head to toe. And you knew that they had knocked all ten balls out of the bathtub. So you throw them back in. And you get another hour. It's kind of like putting a coin in a machine. You got an hour of play <laughs> out of each batch of ping pong balls. But oh, they were Vancouver kittens are just demons because they're extremely smart, extremely strong, and extremely playful. And you get five of them together, and it's just you know Tasmanian devil in a can. Best thing you can call it. <laughs> Well, have yeah. a safe trip out there, Glenn, and uh, yeah. we'll see you back when, when. Well, you'll be here Tuesday night, right? I'll be here Tuesday night, yeah. All right. Well, we'll, well, we'll, we're going to we'll miss seeing you. Well, yeah, well, if you see the guys with the blue shirts and, and the blue hats and say, I, okay, just tell them that uh, I say hello and uh, I'll see them next year. Yeah. 
All right, all right. I'm going to start flipping switches. I got about 15 okay. switches to flip off here. Goodbye. Hello. Goodbye, goodbye to all. We'll see Hi, you. Charlie. Good, good say good night, Charlie. Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Hi, Good night. Ron, we'll see you up here. I think your booth's real near ours. See you Thursday, guys. We're rolling at uh, O'Dark 100 on Thursday morning, so. Okay. About, five, about a five-hour trip down, so. Okay. We'll see you. We'll see you All there. Right, see you then. See ya.